Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Special two hour show today. We're broadcasting from Reed Green Coliseum. We apologize for the Journey concert taking place behind us, but. Uh, we had no idea that after the women's basketball game ended, they would continue to blast at 500 decibels music here in the Coliseum. The ladies uh, won the opening game of William Carey Day, 88-46. to 46. Uh, Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson, we're in, again, Reed Green Coliseum. We're glad you're with us. Coach Will Hall, head football coach of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, very gracious to join us here in the Coliseum. And, uh, Coach, congratulations. I know that uh, we all breathe a little sigh of relief uh, Saturday. Talk about that feeling first, and then we'll get into the offensive and defensive breakdown. Yeah, it was just great to get a win, like you said, Bob. You know, like I said in my post-game press conference, there's some things that have happened this year that have been out of our kids' control. Uh, we've not done as good a job coaching early in the year, controlling some things we could have controlled. We lost a lot of close games. But we've grown, and we're continuing to grow. Uh, we've only got 12 seniors. And uh, we continue to get better. We fixed a lot of issues. You know, we started fast again, which was great. And uh, I know we'll get into each specific side. But it was just great for a lot of these young kids. You saw a lot of young kids making plays from Ethan Crawford to Zay Franks to a lot of other young ones that that are growing and maturing. And uh, we were able to... You know, get a big win at home versus a team that's had a had a year. You know, where they I mean they scored 50, uh, 40 points on App State. They had a one point loss to Texas State, and uh, you know they've done some really good things. They've been close to winning some more games, and uh, I thought we dominated it. And, you know, on O and D and played sound and kicking game. It was good to get a win. All right, so offensively, let's break it down. Seventeen points in the first quarter. Yep. Twenty four points total. They slowed you down after the first quarter, but clearly enough to win the game. Yeah, I thought we started fast. We were really explosive early. I thought the trick play was well designed and well executed from Chandler Pittman to uh, Frog Jones. Then we drove it and scored again. Then we drove it and kicked a field goal, so we were three for three. And then we drove it down, and uh, we, we get a field goal block on a really low kick, you know, that shouldn't have happened. And then uh, the next drive, we get it down inside the red zone, and we throw a pick in the end zone, you know. So we've got to finish those drives right there. If we make the field goal, we're up 20 to nothing. We scored four times. 
Then we got a little stagnant somewhat, it would appear, because we didn't score. But when you look closer, we got one drive that started on the minus two-yard line. We drove it all the way out past midfield and flipped field position. Then we had a drive started on the minus 14-yard line that we drove all the way to the uh, to the plus side of the field on that missed field goal. So we were moving the ball consistently and uh, making sure the other team didn't get a short field. Then what I was really happy about was in the fourth quarter, we took all the air out of the ball. We drove it all the way down the field and scored to win it. Then we got the ball back and we drove it all the way down the field and kneeled on it on the one-yard line and ran the whole clock out. So we had the ball virtually the whole fourth quarter. Offensively, we had the ball 40 minutes and 30 seconds in that game. So uh, even when we weren't scoring, we weren't going three and out. We were moving the ball, resting our defense, getting first downs, punting them down. We punted. uh, We downed two punts inside the 20. So uh, we'd like to have scored more there in the middle. We had our opportunities and didn't get it done. But uh, we started fast and ended fast. All right, defensively, you hold your opponent to seven points. You always got to be happy with a game like that. Yeah, you know, it was one of our best games uh, defensively all year, probably our very best game. Uh, you know, we won in the red zone. Monroe was 0 for 2 in the red zone with a missed uh, field goal, and then we made them fumble one time and recovered it. We won third down. We won nine of the 13 third downs defensively, so we got off the field. Our defensive line for the second week in a row was striking, winning their gap. Uh, playing at a really high level. We were very disciplined in our pass rush lanes. We forced four turnovers. You know, we've changed defensively over the last two weeks and gone to more of a, a scheme where we got eyes on the ball and on the quarterback, less man coverage, less bracket coverage. And because of that, it's allowing some of our athletes to get their hands on the ball and make catches. All of our DBs played offense at some point. Some of them were playing offense earlier this year. Some of them played offense. All of them at least played offense in high school, so they can catch. I thought we improved in our tackling, specifically on the back end. We only gave up really one huge explosive play, and uh, that was where we went for an interception and didn't get it. Uh, but I thought we tackled and made it. Early in the game, they hit a go ball. We tackled him, and then they end up missing a field goal. And that's been a point of emphasis is tackling and making them snap it again, you know. And I thought we never panicked on defense. We made them snap it again, and we made plays when we needed to. Special teams. Yeah, you know, we were kind of even in the kicking game. We didn't do anything to hurt us. Uh, we never made a play. I thought we covered kickoffs extremely well. That's another area where we've really improved. You know, the Texas State game earlier in the year, it cost us, and since then we've been lights out. Uh, our kickoff cover team was awesome. Uh, we made good decisions in punt protection. Uh, we punted the ball and downed them, like I said, inside the 20 twice. Disappointed on the low kick by Stein. It got the field goal blocked. That could have put us up 20 to nothing right there and continued the momentum wave we had going. And then uh, – you know, we, we lost leverage on a punt return one time and let them get it back out to the field, which is disappointing. We haven't done that, so we got to correct that. All in all, they won the field position battle on the on the special team swaps, but it wasn't enough to cost us. And then we controlled the ball so much offensively and got off the field so much defensively that we never really gave them a short field. Before the guys get in here, they, they made a lot about uh, your relationship with Coach Bowden. Yeah. That you guys have known each other a long time. Talk about that real quickly, Coach. Yeah, I just got great respect for him. Uh, You know, it all starts with his dad. His dad is one of my heroes. You know, the three people that I admire the most probably is is Bobby Bowden, Jim Trussell, and Pete Carroll. That's kind of who I pattern my style after the most. And uh, Bobby Bowden did it the right way. Terry's won everywhere he's been, from Salem to Samford to Auburn. 
you know, to Akron. I mean, guys, he took Akron to a bowl game, you know. And, uh, I mean, that hadn't been done since then and probably be a while before it ever does get done. And, uh, you know, he's doing a good job at Monroe. They've lost a lot of close games in a really tough situation. And uh, we coached against each other at Division Two. And then I got to know him going to that Bowden Passing Academy growing up, too, and then ended up working it. So, uh, matter of fact, that's where I met the great Lee Roberts for who the first is, time. Who is here? It, we yeah. might, it yeah. might Anytime Lee's here, we want to let people know, Luke. That's right. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys – you said this in your offensive um, – when you were talking to offense, Coach, I had to go get the get Journey off the stage yeah. and, and bring that volume yeah. down And for I us. want to thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ethan Crawford plays a whole lot more this game. And what did you see out of him? And, you know, what does that different dynamic bring to the offense? Yeah, he played 24 snaps in this one. Uh, You know, he gives us a plus one in the run game. You know, late in the game when we had the lead and wanted to sustain the lead and also keep the ball and take the air out of the game, uh, putting him in the game right there and being able to run the ball and add the plus one in the run game was huge. Uh, you know, he had his he had some opportunities to make some more explosive runs. I thought he pressed a little bit this week, which is which is normal with a young guy. But uh, he's got a chance to be a really good player. And uh, Billy had a big scramble late, you know, that got us down inside the five yard line. And so I thought they complemented each other well. We had some plays like every game that you'd like to have back, and uh, that that could have really put us over the hump. But I thought I thought we got solid quarterback play. You Specifically know. on the quick change, able to throw a little trickeration in there. Those yeah. those plays are always fun. You got to use them at the right time. That was a cool way to get on the board early. Yeah, great call, great execution by our offense, great design by our offensive staff, great execution by our kids. Chandler Pittman was a high school quarterback. Thought it was a good catch by Frog, and great job getting it into the end zone. You know, you, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Ethan. You have a decision to make, and somewhere mm-hmm. down the line as to whether to burn the red shirt or not. You said you'll uh-huh. do everything you can to help this team win. When will that decision be made, Coach? Literally the last game of the year? Well, we're going to try to beat Louisiana Thursday night. I can tell you that, Kelly. And uh, all all hands are on deck to do that, you know. And uh, we're going to make the best decision, number one, for Southern Miss, and then number two for Ethan. And that's what Ethan wants to play, you know. Uh, so let's – let's uh, right now, we're – we're not good enough to think too far ahead, really, in any way. We've got to worry, like today's Monday, which is really a Wednesday for us on this schedule we're on. So, and, and But we're trying to beat Louisiana. And anyway, man, if you've got any great ideas on how to do that. Oh, we'll he's got ideas. They're not great. So just heads up. Careful there, Coach. Really, really careful. But, but it will make you feel good that on, on this program last week, he said he believes 100% that you have his best interest at heart, whatever that decision is. One thing that I think you guys around our program and you know is there is no question that I love these kids and these kids love me. You know, uh, I, I am so proud of that. And, and Ethan said that and Ethan believes that because he knows it's 100% true. And uh, I pour everything I got into these kids and they know it. And, uh, and it's not just football either. We're talking to head football coach Will Hall. We're broadcasting the Super Talk Eagle Hour live from Reed Green Coliseum. It is William Carey Day, men and women's games. The women uh, won the opener, Southern Miss women, 88-46. to Going to continue our conversation with Coach Hall. Lee Roberts will be joining us. Also, Jay Ladner, Steve Knight, full show from Reed Green Coliseum. More with Coach Hall right on the other side of this short break.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we're not at the Southern Bank Horse Studio this afternoon. We are at Reed Green Coliseum. William Carey Day, women uh, game just completed about 30 minutes ago, and the Lady Eagles win that 88-46. The men play tonight at 7 o'clock. But every money coach, Will Hall, joins us. Happy to say he's here with us in the booth this afternoon. We appreciate that, Coach. Oh, man, I'm glad to be here. You know, when I heard y'all were going to be here at Reed Green, it's just a quick, if you walk as fast as I do, it's about a seven-minute walk from, from, <laughs> from my office to here. So glad to be with y'all. Excited about basketball starting. Y'all know what I think of Coach Leidner and Coach McNellis. And uh, I think we got a chance to have really good seasons and excited to come watch You're them. a basketball fan. I sat by you a couple times last yeah. year. You no, I love basketball. It. No, I love it. I love our coaches. I love, you know, watching them play. And y'all know I love Southern Miss. So. All right, Luke, get in here with Coach Hall. So, Coach, let's talk a little about the, the league. Um, we were talking about that a little before. Man, it, there's just so much parity. I mean, obviously, James Madison's undefeated. But, I mean, at, before this past week, so many teams were on the cusp of being bowl eligible. And for a game like this where Louisiana possibly lost a game that they didn't think they would, they were kind of favorites in that game, I mean, it just shows how deep this league is and uh, how good this league is. And on any given day, anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, it really is. You know, I think James Madison has earned the right to say, you know, they're probably the best team in the league. They, they've beaten Troy and South Alabama, and they're undefeated right now. I think Troy's just a shade under them. And then you could you could put the other 12 of us in a bucket and shake us up and pull out a team and whoever's hot that day. I mean, you look at App State blew Marshall out last week. Well, the week before, we're at Marshall and are whipping them for a long time. At know? App State, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my bad at App State. And then, um, you know, uh, Louisiana has had had a big win at South Alabama the week after, after South Alabama played so good versus us. And uh, so, you know, you, the, when you look at – you can pull up 20 examples of scores like that all throughout this season. It's just a really good league that's uh, got some teams right now that have got some older guys, and those those are the ones that are kind of in front of everybody. And, uh, you know, but everybody cares about football, and, and it, it, football really matters at each place. To that point, it just seems as if the team that – this is sounds common sense, but a lot of people miss it. The team that starts the fastest and finishes – or is the team that's going to win? And I just I think about you know the the games that we've lost this year. Four of those losses, we were driving to either win or take the lead or uh, or tie the football game. And it's so what's what's kind of your message this week? Because it is a, it's an odd week. We had an, an odd week a few weeks back where we played on a Tuesday. Now I mean it's everything's you know expedited where uh, you guys are you know in the Wednesday day to day of of a normal prep week. Yeah, you know, the, the the Saturday to Thursday has gotten to be something you do at least once a year. So it's a little bit – it's not really foreign to you as a coach anymore. You know you're going to do it once a year. We did it versus these guys last year. So we have a format we go through. Um, you know, we're on it. Like you said, today was a Wednesday. And uh, we're looking forward to going down there and playing. Uh, for the most part, the people that played last week are going to be healthy enough to play this week. Uh, we feel like we're kind of playing our best right now. The last two weeks, we think that uh, you know, all of our injuries happened early in the year. We've been able to get some youth in the game, and they've learned and grown. We've had to move people to positions they've learned and grown. Uh, we think we're playing uh, better offensively than we've played at any point. We feel like we're leveraging the ball defensively than what we have. Uh, we're playing a good football team this week, you know, a team that's 5-4. and four. And uh, like you said, Luke, we, we – 
you know, if we if we make four or five more plays early in the year when we're going through all that, our season looks a lot different. But it didn't, and that and that that's the where it is. But if uh, if we do the things it takes to win this week, and don't do the things that cause you to lose, like we've starting to learn to do, I think we got a great chance to, to do some good things. I saw the video of the kids in the locker room. Yeah. After the game, what did that mean to them psychologically and emotionally? You think? Well, I just think you know. Anytime you come to work every day and you punch the clock, you eventually want to get a paycheck. You know what I mean? You don't want to just work for free all the time, if you will. And, you know, we don't always get the harvest right when we want it. But these kids, y'all y'all come to practice. You know, probably the, the silliest question that I've gotten asked through all this is, Coach, how do you keep them from quitting? How do you, that's not how we're built. Like, that's not – y'all know what we right. preach, the, the principles we've built this program with, the fiber, the inner workings of our program are in the best shape that we could possibly be in. Uh, and the outside is going to start looking better, too, you know, as we continue to grow and build. And, and, and I understand that. We've got to win more games than we're going to. But uh, our kids, man, they're they're good. I was happy for them to get a win. Well, your running back told us last week, Gore, Yeah, we love our coaches. We love playing college football. We know what a blessing it is that we get to play college football. <laughs> That doesn't sound like anybody that's quitting the game. No, no. I mean, they're not. They're not going. They're not going to do that. When you look at the influx of uh, of trans, the transfer portal and so on, about the only unit that we haven't been touched by by transfers and whatnot has been the offensive line. When you guys are out recruiting, which positions, coach, are the most are at the most premium? Are offensive linemen, good offensive linemen, the toughest ones to come by in the portal? Yes, or they just, get, just anywhere. Yeah, they get gobbled up. I, that, Offensive line at the group of five level is a developmental position. You know, I was I was looking and reading something the other day about uh, Colorado right now and kind of what Colorado's going through. You know, at offensive line, you have to recruit and you have to develop it. Uh, to be able to take a transfer O-lineman unless you've got, you know, an Alabama logo or a Georgia logo on your chest, it just doesn't happen. Uh, you know, very much. And we're starting to reap the rewards of that this year. It's going to be even greater next year because we've recruited so many good young O-linemen. And uh, we are bigger than we've been this year. We're going to be bigger again next year. We're going to be stronger. And uh, we'll keep we'll keep improving. Speed-wise and agility-wise, are you happy with where your, your team is and what's the prospectus going forward? Well, you know, we got 28 guys on our team. I think I told you all last week that have been here three years or longer. Next year we'll have 57. Uh, I, I do like what we've recruited. Uh, we've, you know, we've got to hit again on this recruiting class, which is going extremely well right now. We'd like to get, I think we got six or seven transfers committed. We'd like to get, you know, nine to ten more to add to that at mid-year, and uh, we think we got a great opportunity to, uh, to to become one of the older teams in this league. When you look at this league and the transition of it. Well, there's some old teams in this league that aren't going to be very old next year. Uh, we are going to be old next year. So uh, we we came in here and said we was going to fix the relationships, fix the high school recruiting, get back to the Jeff Bauer way, if you will, start building it from the bottom up, and we've done that. And, look, man, we we, we, uh, we let some games slip out of our hands earlier this year that we shouldn't have done. And uh, that, that, that sole responsibility falls on me. But we're correcting mistakes, and uh, I really believe in where we're headed. You, uh, of course – a couple weeks ago, you handed off uh, to Coach Joseph and Coach Greg. Yeah. So, you know, from a from a schematic perspective, in what ways has that freed you up to be more of a head coach? And and it, your thoughts on that? Well, from silly things to me being here with y'all today, I could not have done that. Uh, all the way to things that matter a whole lot, like 
in between series, y'all see me over there with those defensive kids talking to them about what just happened and the proper way to expand on it. Uh, last week we had a third down where we got off the field defensively and then we got a foolish penalty. Zay Franks got a foolish penalty. We had to come back on the field defensively. Well, I'm right there to lead that message of, hey, no big deal, nobody panic. They can't score on us if we keep leveraging the ball and tackle them. The only way they can score is to make a big play and just calm everybody down. So it's just freed me up and all the other facets. And, uh, look, we're still running the Southern Miss offense. We're just calling the game more for like the trick play. You know what I mean? We've had that in for nine weeks. We hadn't called it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, we just needed to be more aggressive and more freewheeling and call the game more attacking. And I think I think our offensive staff's done a phenomenal job of doing that. I know you talk to Coach Bauer a lot. Just sometime at practice, get him to teach you the <laughs> art of getting on an official because he perfected it. Okay, he could he could go to a coach's clinic and uh, the visor would get tossed oh, and he would man. let you have it and then he would go back. You know, so uh, but but. I know, yeah. I know. At practice, it, it's been different as well, and it just seems like uh, you're 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 moving into that, and, and you're you're. Has you're it been hard, that. coach? Has it been hard for you? Uh, well, the decision was hard because it's something I've done my whole life, and it's something that, you know, all of a sudden you get this opportunity you've wanted your whole life to all of a sudden stop doing something that you've done forever is a hard decision, and I was probably, uh, but it was the right decision. Uh, I took too long to do it, and uh, I accept responsibility for that, but it's been the right decision, and um, we do a lot of great things offensively. Our scheme is good. We just needed somebody different calling it in the game, and they've done a great job, and it's allowed me to be a uh, to do something I'm also really good at, which is be a head coach. Like I told you all, man, I've, I've been a great head coach since I've been here. I've not been a good offensive play caller and i respect and understand that and and the proof is is in the in the numbers do you and your dad ever talk shop how would you describe talk to my dad your relationship with your dad since he's your dad but i talk to you know i talk to dad i talk to me coach bauer coach bauer comes and sees me every week i talk to coach bauer i talk to bobby wallace a lot the longtime great coach that i work i talk to willie fritz and uh you know there's a lot of people that consistently tell me that i you know i don't don't quit calling the offense. You've been good at it forever. You can do it. The, the issue, but I feel like at Southern Miss, mm. I do not need to do it. I feel like there's a lot of things with this job that you have to do on a day to day basis just to make sure you can get your head above water and put yourself in position to attack and recruit and lead in a way that we've got to do here to be the best group of five team in America. And uh, it's what I need to be doing, there's no question. And we got really good offensive coaches that have done a phenomenal job. Well, let me just say, we're glad you talk to us every week. <laughs> I love talking to y'all. I appreciate the message we send out. Look, man, I nobody hates losing more than me. Nobody loves this place more than me. Uh, it's not been fun going through it, but we I'm telling you, there's going to come a day. But we won this week. Yeah, we, we did win this week. <laughs> and we got Hall. a big one Thursday night, baby. Head Coach Will Hall. Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be right back. Rick Green Coliseum after this. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Getty, Kelly Center, Luke Johnson, along with Lee Roberts. We're in the the greenhouse, Reed Green Coliseum, getting ready for tonight's uh, William Carey Southern Miss basketball game. 
Really, the official kickoff of uh, basketball began today with the uh, doubleheader, annual doubleheader against William Carey. Lady Eagles win that 88-46. There's a new face on the basketball team. We're going to hear a lot about. We're going to have an interview with her later in this hour, Morgan Seifer, who looks like to me, Lee Roberts, she can really shoot. She really can. I mean, she came out hit her first three three-pointers and just drained all three of them. And yeah. I think she finished with with nine points. She was one point shy of getting double figures, which she would have been the eighth player as a true freshman in her opening game to hit double figures. But right. I think that's just the beginning of what we're going to see from her. Right. We've reshuttled our lineup a little bit. We're going to have uh... – well, we'll have Jay Ladner in the last segment. We're going to have uh, Steve Knight in the next segment. But we're going to talk to you about football, but we're going to keep you a while. You just did the women's basketball game. And I from did. what I saw, it looks like to me, Joy Lee's got another team that can contend for maybe another conference championship. Well, you know, I kind of was talking on air about, you know, just their accomplishments from last year. And obviously the expectations now are just raised, right? I mean, so she did. She went and hit the hit the portal, picked up a – Lady from Georgia State, Nyla Jean, a guy, a, a female that can that can r- run the court. She can dribble. She can shoot. Obviously, we talked about Seeper. Um, you get your uh, Player of the Year back in Dom Davis. She's a preseason Sunbelt Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. So the target is on their back. You know, they 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 could have easily put 100 points up today. They kind of just slowed things down yeah. there lately. I wasn't. Think, I don't think that was the plan. But they really went out fast, scored 55 and, and in the first We've got half. a really good interview with Morgan Seifer that we'll run in the first hour of next segment. Then we'll have Steve Knight. Then we'll have Jay Ladner. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a West Jones homer. We all know that. We won the conference without Brickella Gray last year, and she's back, and she's started. I mean, and that is, that's a shooter that if she gets hot, that allows people to not double Dom. And I just I think yeah. that's been kind of the fact that, Man, we get Gray back, really? And thankfully she's healthy because it was a bad situation last year. But, but man, getting her back's huge too for the Lady Eagles. Yeah, no, absolutely. Another ball handler, another shooter, somebody that yeah, I mean, she just she's missing all those all those games. I mean, she missed you know, all those games last year, I think it was six hundred and one days from her last game until today where she didn't play competitively and yeah, I mean, you didn't look like she'd missed a beat whatsoever. Obviously she got the start and the starting five were I mean they were, they were phenomenal. They could have scored 100 points. Absolutely, they could yeah. have. And Lonnie Cornfield off the bench. So, a lot of, lot of talent. A lot of talent on that team. All right, let's, let's switch to football. Uh, you do, obviously, the color analyst uh, on the network. Golden Eagles win. What was the difference this week than some of the close losses? You know, obviously, I, I think just, I mean, it comes down to execution and it comes down to finishing games, and that's what they were able to do. I mean, although there was a point in the game where it looked like, okay, ULM may have a chance and try to come back, but. Uh, we jumped out to an early lead. Obviously, Coach Hall talked about the play calling a little more aggressive, and you know that's 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 credit to Jordy and that's credit to Sam. Uh, but obviously, Coach Hall, I mean, it's it's his system. They're just making the calls. It was it was in play. So I I've always said all all season long, I look forward to us going down the field, and and we have we've opened up this offense a little bit. I think we're getting more comfortable up front offensively, opening up holes. I mean, Frank's had two games now back to back. 100 yards, 247 two weeks ago, over 100 this past week. So a lot of great things. And then you add Ethan Crawford. That's going to be interesting. So I don't know what the answer is to Ethan Crawford. I don't know what Coach Hall is going to do. Obviously his plan is to win football games, and I think we can win a lot of games with Ethan Crawford in the backfield, whether he's a quarterback or a running back, whatever, um, a guy that can, can – and we saw him throw it. He's got a live arm. Hadn't completed a pass, but what he can do with his legs is impressive. Because you've got what? It's this week or next week. I mean, 
let, let's be honest. I would feel like this week would be the game that you would be in it. I mean, you you can win this one. The Troy game is going to be really hard. Mississippi State at this point of the season, it's a bowl game for you. And so you got to pick your poison. Do you want to win a conference game or do you want to possibly win a, a bowl game, Kelly? And that's what it comes down to. But, but Crawford... You, you could go up to the very last game to make the decision as to whether you want to No, play. he's got one more. He's only got one oh, more. one more. He played okay. Alcorn. He played against ah, Alcorn, okay. which is like, you know, at this – you were getting him reps earlier, didn't think you need him. Right. But, man, down the stretch, what would you give to have Crawford for one more game? Agree. I think if I were making the decision, I'd burn, I would not burn the red shirt. No, no, no. I'm I, I saying he he can play in one more game and get and keep the red shirt. So what so game would you pick? Louisiana or, or, or Mississippi State? Which one would you? No, pick? this one. I think you have to. I think you got to go play Thursday yeah. with him. Yeah. He's got to be on the field. Got to be on the field. And, Thursday and for sure. we pointed this out last week, Lee, for future usage of Ethan Crawford and his Golden Eagle career. The fact that he can prepare three weeks in a row is really invaluable as well. No, absolutely, it is. I mean, obviously, when he started the year. I think he started the year as three on the depth chart. Then as the year went, his name kind of was removed from the depth chart, didn't travel, and then obviously, obviously he started traveling last week at App State, but or two weeks ago, rather. Yeah, so you get a guy that has a lot of you know extra reps at practice. I mean, that's, that's invaluable. So when you looked at the game Saturday, you know, the very quick start obviously was well documented. And then it seemed like, it just seemed like, for the layperson, either the play calling got a little bit more conservative or the execution just wasn't there because you scored 24 points the whole game, but you had 17 right out of the gate. So which was it or a combination of the two? I think it's going to be a combination of the two. I think you just you, you mis-executed. I felt defensively we, we did a lot of great things, but, again, it kind of comes back to the offense. We just we missed some plays here or there. And, yeah, may, maybe pulled back a little bit on the play call. I'm not quite sure. And maybe in the mindset, too, they, they didn't think that ULM would score that many points against us. Against us. Obviously, the only touchdown they scored was when Michael Carraway went for the pick. Ball was thrown high, went for the pick. The guy brought it down, and there was nobody in front of him, went for went for the distance. And Coach Hall did say that they let the air out of the ball, you know, so they were trying just to run clock and yeah. and, and purposely was a little more conservative there. You know, yeah, no, I, the I agree. I think what you have to be most encouraged about, though, may be the defensive performance because the defense was taking it on the chin, but I thought played much better Saturday. They really did. I mean, started the year, I felt like they were doing a lot of great things and then kind of through that middle portion, felt like they were the ones to kind of let us down, if you will. And then, you know, App State, they gave up the 20 points in the fourth quarter, but Saturday, man, I thought they played lights out. Turnovers helped. Anytime you can get takeaways, four takeaways is is huge. But but you played a team – that even when you got the schedule at the beginning of the year, you were saying this was one. He was at Southern Miss. You got to you're going to beat Louisiana Monroe, right? Now this one coming up is one that maybe half the people had circled, maybe half the people didn't. So this this would be a statement game. This is a little bit different than the Monroe game. How? I think in a, in a lot of ways, one you get a chance to pick up two conference wins back to back on the road on national television. You know, I think you've got a lot to prove, and we're not going to make it to a bowl. So I think there's a lot of things you got to prove to the nation. We played at South Alabama on a Tuesday night, really let, you know, Southern Miss fans down. We just didn't play well. I think you have a chance to kind of redeem yourself this week. And, I mean, another reason for that is looks like the Cajuns' backup quarterback got injured. And so they may have to start third-string guy who had some – he started last year as their starter and then didn't play much, but he hasn't played much at all this year. And you got to feel like, man, this is a really good situation for the Eagles to take take advantage of. And I can see in a lot of different games this year in the opposing teams, I could see Southern Miss in there. You know, 
I felt like we were real similar to ULM this past weekend as far as just the overall thing. I felt like, yes, so if you're going to start a third-string quarterback, I mean, that kind of takes us back to last year or two years ago. And it, so it's it might like, be where we actually – we are in a situation where we aren't hurt at quarterback somebody else Yeah, is. so maybe something's going to go our way. Something's going to happen we for us. We were playing a seventh or eighth string, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. We went ago. through that third to get to that seventh or eighth. You know, one of the questions I'm sure you got a lot too, Lee, is, well, has, has Coach Hall and the guys lost the team? And I've said no based on the answers that you get that we – look, we know we're, we're not going to play for the title in the conference. We know we're not going to play for a bowl, but we love our coach – we love the game of football. We love to play. To me, I take heart in that. But a lot of people don't. Am I just old-fashioned, or why am I encouraged by those answers and some people aren't? Well, I think you know Coach Hall, and I think you know what he what he is, what he's made up of. You know his heart, and you know how much he cares for this program. And, and he said it. He said, I love these kids, and these kids love me. It's a it's a it's a two-way relationship. It is. I mean, and you can look over the last couple of years. I mean, we haven't lost guys to the portal that would have hurt us. The guys that we lost to the portal were guys that probably would not have played anyway. I'm not going to say we're not going to lose anybody this year, but I feel like he has a really good grip on this team. You know, his mantra, his attitude is everything, and I think it starts with him, and it's trickled down. I mean, it's just a, it's just a great way that he's helped build that program. That's, that's a good point about the transfer portal. You don't see a lot of guys defecting. You know, from the Southern Miss program, regardless of the win-loss record. Really, I mean, we didn't really lose anyone of any significance. Lost a few, yeah, but we, we lost a few. But I think the the big one is when Frank Gore stayed after the best bowl performance. Um, when you're able to keep some some key components, and when you're able to convince some guys to to come back, you know, and take that final year of eligibility, you know, when they could have moved on. Swayze yeah. Bozeman gets married, and you know, guys like that, and Avery Hobbs. You're yeah. looking at leadership in the locker room to say, hey, let's, and that, that builds stability. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I was actually talking to Frank Gore Sr. Um, last Friday, and, you know, he was talking about somewhat disappointed at overall, as we all are, not one certain thing. He said, and here they were last year after the bowl game thinking, all right, what are we going to do next? It wasn't, I don't think that they were thinking they were ready to transfer. Right. I think it was, where is he going to go that next step? Is he going to go to the NFL or come right. back? And obviously, right. Lee and Lee and Frank Gorsini were sparring when they were having That's that conversation. Can you, can you stick around? Absolutely. All right, we're going to head to the break. Uh, Lady Eagles win 88-46. I'm looking at the posters over there, the Hall of Fame, Wendell Ladner, Nick Ravel, good friends of Kelly Santer back when Kelly was in his 20s. And bring back memories, Kelly. Man, those were the days, man. When those everything you looked out here, everything was in black and white. No such thing as color <laughs> Even back in person. Then. That's right. That's we'll be back more <laughs> with Lee Roberts right after this. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. We're at Reed Green Coliseum, two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. Of course, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, as always, Dickie's Barbecue, Southern Bank Corps, Campus Bookmart. So let me forget anybody. First segment there, Luke, uh, Campus Bookmart. Mobe Beignet. Mobe Beignet, Town and Country Cleaners, the new official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour, Genesis of Hattiesburg. By Phil Collins and Mike Rutherford. Yes, D1, D-Bat. We have so many great sponsors, and we appreciate uh, all of them. We also appreciate this guy, Lee Roberts. He's a regular on the show. Lee, uh, so psychologically, you, you play college football. 
How big could that win be? Is it enough to really turn things around for Thursday night, or do you think it was kind of a blip on the radar? No, it, it was a it was a game that you had to win. I felt like if you didn't win Saturday, then you might not you might not win another game. I mean, that's just kind of that that mindset because you knew of the four games remaining that ULM was the one that yeah, like Kelly said earlier, you had it circled that you could definitely you're definitely going to win that game. So yeah, so that, I think that that win will help propel you into Thursday's game and give you confidence. And yeah. right now, it's just all, it's can all the, about can confidence. Can that momentum, Luke, uh, Lee, can that momentum actually carry over three or four days later into a third? Yeah, I mean, Lee, I, I told Coach Hall, I said, I'm actually glad it's a short week. It's And because when you, when you get um, in rhythm, sometimes when you sit on a win too long, you can get past that apex and crash. I'm, I'm kind of glad that the game's moved up this week. And they can just get – because, I mean, Sunday – all everything accelerated, you know, and you. So if you're if you're if you played at a at a better level, then you can practice at a better level and keep it in going into Thursday. No, I agree, and you know we're we're relatively healthy, so we're not having to worry about getting over injuries. If if you'd have came out of Saturday's game with a lot of injuries, it would have really hurt you for Thursday. So no, I agree. I I think you can carry that over. I mean, the guys have been they've been looking for that win to be able to get that momentum, and you could you could see it starting to trickle over the last few games. The App State. A lot of positives. I think the momentum from the App State game, even though you didn't win it, I think that trickled over into Saturday's game too. Because mentally, there's a hurdle. Absolutely. And once you see that you can win, then throughout the course of a game when, you know, doubts come, you've got something to to build on. And it's not that guys are telling themselves they can't win. It's just just a block that you have. I mean, you just have to – something good just has to happen, you know, and – you know, like the Alcorn game, if it was the fourth game of the year, I mean, we may have won one, two or three more games after that game. Like it's just kind of analogy. part of it. Is it not sort of like baseball? You watch a baseball team and everybody's in a slump. Nobody's hit. One or two guys gets a hit. That's right. Now everybody on the team is hitting. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like a line drive hit. It could be a blooper that just gets something going. I mean, kind of like a rally. Yes, well, the, the problem is, if you've ever played sports at a high level, you know that there are shades of gray. You know, you see, you're at practice every day. You see the slow, gradual improvement. We're better at this than we were two weeks ago. We're better at that than we were two weeks ago. You see those gradual improvements where you are, and you see those shades of gray, but society is black and white. I don't want to hear about improvements. I want to hear that we won. Right. I don't care I don't care that we got better. I want to hear that we won. Are no. you referencing your favorite movie, Shades of Grey? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nine and a half weeks. But, but, that happened after Shades of Grey. But, but you, know what I'm, you, you, know, you know what I'm talking Absolutely, about. Absolutely, like, yeah. Yeah, people don't want to hear about we're, we're getting better, we're getting better. They just want to hear that you won. Yeah, I mean, it, it counts. The wins and losses is what people look at. I mean, they're, cause they're not at practice. You guys are at practice. Obviously, the coaches are there. They they see where they've come from A to B, and they're trying to get to C, and then beyond that. And I think they're I think they're on their way. Will we win Thursday? I don't know, but I mean I think it, we got a better chance of winning Thursday because of Saturday's win. Yes. Than we would have otherwise. Here's one thing for sure: from a fan's perspective, you just felt good for those kids Saturday. They have worked so I, we see every day how they work in practice, and they were so close. The ODU gave what lead. Oh yeah, two Texas feet, State, o- two ODU. Feet from I mean, one of the games. so many games. It was just so good for them to see them win it. Absolutely, it was, and 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 to see guys like I mean, you mentioned the guys that came back. I mean, Swayze having a, a good year. Avery Hobbs got hurt Saturday. Hopefully, he'll be okay. 
But Frank Gore, I mean, he's the guy that I'm glad is finally really peeking the, out. The smile was back Saturday. It was with Frank. I saw I saw him before the game on the field, and and you could just see he was just carrying himself a little differently. I mean, I would too if I had 247 yards a week. In, in the post game, he was being the MC. He was yeah. talking about Zay Franks, and Absolutely. he was you know it was it and was I, really good for him. And to I see think that. part of that is because at practice they see those shades of gray, but their friends just yeah. see the black and white. That's right. And now they're finally seeing that. So but, true. You know. It was it was just we we talked on the show. It may have been two and six against one and seven, but it was an important football game. Is very very important, say? very important for for either university. Whoever won that game has a chance to build on. Let, that. Let, let me just say it, okay? You win Thursday because that's the only game that matters. The next ten days are going to be fairly fun after what may or may not happen in College Station, Texas, this weekend. So that, let's 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 win Thursday and then. Let's just see what might happen. Talk about a good pre-Thanksgiving meal. That would be one, wouldn't it, Luke? Digest a little dog meat. <laughs> All right. We sure appreciate it. Can you stick around next Absolutely. Day? I'm here. We talked to this new kid, and I want to get your comment, Morgan okay. Sebra. I think there's a star in the making. Down I agree. There. I think you're right. She so was... we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to have uh, Jay Ladner here, Steve Knight. Our good buddy here is going to stay with us. Eagle Hour will continue on the other side of the break. Second hour of a two-hour edition. Stay with us, everybody. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, welcome back. Two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. We're at Reed Green Coliseum down below us. The men's team is in full board practice, getting ready for tonight's 7 o'clock game against William Carey University. It's the official opening of basketball today. The Lady Eagles uh, took care of the William Carey ladies uh, this morning, 88 to 46. Lee Roberts uh, remains with us. Uh, one of the, one of the, I think, budding stars just made her debut here uh, in the last couple of days is uh, Morgan Seeper. Let's hit, we interviewed her earlier, Lee. Let's let's hear the interview, and then I want to get your thoughts on this young freshman from Tampa, Florida. This is Lawrence Seeper, newest member of the Lady Eagle basketball team. Okay, newcomer on the Eagle Hour today, Morgan Seeper from Tampa, Florida, a freshman basketball player that Coach McDellis talks very highly about. Welcome, and tell us how you made your way to Southern Miss. Uh, Southern Miss recruited me out of high school on the Under Armour circuit, and as soon as I came on unofficial visit here, I said in the media day, I just felt such a large sense of community and welcoming to me here, and I felt like this coaching staff and this team was the best fit for me, and I was going to make an impact here, and I'm very excited to see what this year brings. All right, it's not easy to leave home when you're just getting out of high school and you're a long way from home. How tough has the transition been? The transition I, has not been as difficult as I think a lot of people anticipated. I have two older sisters who played D1 basketball and got scholarships and went a lot farther than, than I did away from home. So it's kind of just what our family does, and I'm excited to, after four years, move back home. But for now, I'm in Hattiesburg, and I'm excited to get on the court. 
All right, you've got the preseason conference player of the year on your team, a very talented team that won the league regular season last year. Uh, your observation and, and your impressions. This team is different, and I felt that as soon as I got here, what really separates us is how competitive we are and how committed the players are. And every day in practice, there's no question of why Dom is preseason player of the year, and there's no question why this team was so successful in the Sun Belt last year, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. All right, so you go from high school to Division One. I. I know you haven't played a game yet, really, but what are the differences you see in the game? It's a lot smarter, it's a little more physical, but at the end of the day, I try to remind myself it's still just basketball and just basketball. it's just basketball. Yeah, it's like at, there's a lot more plays, a lot more to remember, but a little bit of film and it's it's all the same, you know. All right, so you come in and you you have a beloved head coach who really is loved mightily around here, and she's struggling with her health. She's made no secret about that. Uh, What have you observed about that? How is the team rallying around uh, Coach McNellis? We have rallied around her and tried to support her any way that we can, but she's so strong and she's also made it so clear that she is not going to let this stop her from doing what she loves and coaching our team. And that inspires me to give my all and give my best because she pours so much into me every day, even though she's dealing with so much off the floor. So, I mean, I'm very grateful to have a coach that is that committed to her players. She tells me that you have the talent and the ability to be big time. What are your goals your freshman year? My goals, honestly, are just to win. If anything else comes with that, that's great. But I never have a goal to get a personal accolade. My goal is always to win because I'll succeed if the team succeeds. All right, what have you found that you like the most about Hattiesburg? And what do you find the weirdest about Hattiesburg? I love in Hattiesburg. It's such a community. Everybody knows everybody. I have my regular spots that I go to, like Nukes and Kidoba, and I make friends with the cashiers, and I really just like how welcoming everybody is here. But it is a little different than Tampa, that it's just one road, and everything's on Hardy Street, which is convenient, but I don't really need to use my GPS up here, so (laughs) it's a little different than Tampa, but I'm definitely adjusting well. All right, final question. You're from Tampa. Are you a Bucks fan? I am a Bucks fan, and we miss Tom Brady. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. You miss Tom Brady and Gronk a lot, don't you? I miss Gronk more, but we really miss Tom Brady, yeah. But Baker Mayfield, he'll get it done for us. I, I have some trust in him. Did I read on your biography that Gronk was your favorite athlete, or did I misread that? You read that correctly. <laughs> So you're a Gronk fan. I'm a Gronk fan. No matter what team he's on, or even if he's not playing, I will always be a Gronk fan. All right. Well, best of luck to you, and welcome to Hattiesburg. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Kelly Sanders, you see this child really understands professional football, and she she knows the great the greatest ever. Did you, did you give her a choice between Tom Brady and Jimmy G? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I gave that to my wife. That's yeah. Uh, Lee Roberts, a uh, couple quick questions. You you saw this kid play today. Your thoughts about the I, from a stand, fan's perspective, she, there's a lot of upside. Looks like to me to her. Yeah, a lot of upside. And, and what I saw today, she really kind of answered that in that interview. You know, you asked her what was the difference between high school and college, and she said at the end of the day, it's just basketball. She didn't look like she was nah. out there playing 
at nervous at all. I mean, she was just out there enjoying the game that she loves and, and playing hard and doing great things, and she was very, very successful. Did she today. hit three threes? I yeah, think, absolutely. Three threes very uh, very effective outside shooting. Yeah, so. yeah. First game against uh, Mississippi College, she scored 16. Yeah, today you, you mentioned it. She scored uh, nine today. Um, hit three three-pointers. And, you know, she mentioned yeah. her sisters as well. One of her sisters played three seasons at Boston University. Her other sister is a redshirt freshman at Florida Southern down in Lakeland, Florida. So uh, I, I think that, that is, there's a lot there of the family component that shows the maturity she has. But I guarantee you her older sisters have, have schooled her up, and, and that's really good for a kid to come in and play immediately. She knows what to expect. The other thing that, that was refreshing to me was when she talked about if the team succeeds, no. I no. will be fine. And the lesson there to a lot of these kids that, that are in high school, we don't want to see what you put out on your social media feed about how great you are. Right. Trust right. me, kids, if you are good enough and deserve to play Division One sports, the coaches will find you. There is no reason for you to be telling everybody how great you are. Okay? Right. Exactly. We, don't, we don't want to see it. She obviously wasn't doing that. Let that yeah. be a lesson She to was you. very refreshing. I, I think a delightful addition. I, I do have to ask you this before you leave, Lee. There, there, there is this cloud over the basketball team. We, we all know what it is, and we all hope nothing but total, full recovery for Joy Lee. How do you think those kids are going to cope with that all year? Can you block that kind of thing out? You know, I think it's just – I think it's a reciprocating thing. I mean, I think they love her as much as she loves them. And, obviously, they, they came to school to play ball at Southern Miss, but they also came to play for her. You know, so they want to make sure that what they do on the court will help benefit her as well in her personal life and her personal journey. Obviously, we we don't know what's going through Joey's mind right now. I mean, it's I was I was very glad to get to see her at least on the court right. uh, at the exhibition game. I think she was sitting in the stands. Jack Trosper, obviously, a very well trusted uh, assistant head coach. Uh, if if at any point during the year he has to step in, her full trust is in Jack for sure. And I think these kids. Or that way as well. So I think at the end of the day, I think they're going to go fight and compete because they love her as a person, a person as well as a coach. And Bob, you, you know, as if she, if there's any possible way she can be here, oh yeah, she's going to be here. About to say, how, Luke Johnson, how inspiring is she to those kids? I mean, she is. When you're two or three days out of chemotherapy and you're down here coaching a basketball, you're pretty tough. Well, they see it. They see the things that we don't see. And I think with Joy Lee being as open and honest as she has been, the the girls have probably seen her at tough tough points. And when you see somebody battling on that end and then battling for you as well, I mean, the, the respect goes through the roof for them. So, you know, we wish her all the best recovery. Lee, a couple more uh, minutes left here as uh, we're in, here in the Reed Green Coliseum looking down at the, the guys practicing. Uh, Juan Cardona has more hair this year. That is something that we uh, we should notice. But Is he sweating? He's not sweating because no, he's actually he's not talking right now. He's wow. just standing still. But, I mean, a whole lot of speed. What have you seen from these two guys uh, in, in the, the two games that they play, but particularly, you know, Sunday? It just seems as if there's a lot of shooters on this team, and this team is, is fast. Well, obviously, Coach Ladner, I mean, he, he went with a, a few really big guys inside. Obviously, one is out right now due to injury. We'll be out for the year. Um, obviously, this team will miss Nefta Alvarez as well. But you know what? I mean, obviously, there are guys that are going to step step in and do a lot of great things. I think we're I think we're talented. We got a lot of guys that can handle the ball. I think coming off the bench, if Kobe Montgomery, if that's what his role is, he's going to be very good coming off the bench. Um, 
Hart, uh, just to name a few. I mean, I think there's a lot yeah, of yeah. Hart's been the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's he's led the first two. Yeah, games I mean, he well. he has he has played extremely well. I mean, so I think we're going to be able to shoot out outside. But again, Juan Cardona is a defensive coach. He's going to have these guys physical, running the court, playing defense, and, and we're going to get a lot of points in transition. Because remember of that. this, Kelly Sander, twenty-two. You just remembered number twenty-two. That's Bob's new guy. He's a. He's yeah, a I like him. I like him. He's a. He's a like Don't a Sunday morning. Don't try to pick me up off the floor if you're wearing a Mississippi State jersey. That's what I like about him. He's going to be a force, Lou. He really is. And, I mean, it was fun to watch him on Sunday as well against Mississippi State. He contributed a ton offensively as far as points. Mm-hmm. But, a man, just on the court, his battling presence, around, yeah. just his presence Bob's in the still, paint. Bob's still trying to get um, to the t- Nail salon for Austin Crowley. So if you can, you got any pedicure, pedicure or manicure, either one. Yeah, I bet his nails look perfect right now as they practice. What do you think? Kind of like the werewolf in uh, his hair was perfect. Yeah. What, in our, what was our what was our song? The werewolf of London. Hey, yeah. Coach Cardona's, on, baby. Coach Cardona's hair looks really good right now. Lee, as always, thank you, my yes, friend. Yes, absolutely. Always, always like love hanging out, especially show. in studio and in person with you guys. Lee Roberts on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Coach Steve Knight's about to join us. William Carey, head coach. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Green Coliseum. I want to thank Lee Roberts and uh, Will Hall for joining us early in the show. And uh, we await tonight's uh, William Carey Southern Miss basketball game. So who better to bring on the show than the man that will be leading the Crusaders tonight, Coach Steve Knight. Coach, I uh, haven't had you on the Eagle Hour in a while, but we always enjoy talking to you. Hey, glad to be here. Glad to be back. I see you've uh, got me here where I can observe Southern Mrs. Uh, shoot around this afternoon. That's, Correct. That's right. You have to look over that. Kelly, So, but you're tall, so it'll be good. It'll be good. All right, Coach, uh, I know you guys have played a couple games. What do you see right now of your team? Yeah, we're 2-1 and one right now and, and uh, just a whole new team, really. I think we've got – Four returners and and uh, the two starters back, and one of those starters is out injured and hasn't played. Uh, may may run him in there a little bit tonight. So, a lot of new guys, JUCO guys, and a couple four year transfers, and um, we haven't been at home yet. So it's always good if you have more wins and losses when when you've been on the road. So mm-hmm. just uh, excited about it. Long way to go. I know. In the past, you have uh, you have always reached out and played a couple of Division One teams early in the year. So, when you go into this game tonight, what, what, how will your team benefit from this game? Well, it'll it'll encourage us to uh, our understanding of how hard and how physical and how fast you have to play the game in order to be successful against the upper level teams within the NAI. Um, we played Florida Memorial um, last week in in tournament, and they, their front line was seven foot two, six eight, six seven, and really good guards and and uh, physical. Um, so, kind of helped prepare us for tonight. But uh, those are the kind of teams within the NAI 
that uh, if you progress on through to the nationals, you'll be facing teams like that. So it's good for us. It always has been. I think we learn a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, if we can have some success, which we have had in the past, it, it just helps your confidence uh, immensely. So uh, it's good for NAI teams to, to play the D1s. And because, and, uh, you know, it, it's just a, you don't win a lot of them, but every now and then you sneak up and make a ton. We, we know, Coach. We, we, <laughs> we know that. You make a ton of shots and you're okay. Tell our uh, our listeners as well as how the the – transfers and all that you mentioned that you know with your roster but how you know just kind of the overhaul of the collegiate game has has affected nai well i tell you what it has it's it's filtered on down to us you're seeing better players we got two kids that i felt like were going to sign at a low d1 as the recruiting process went through last spring who um, once that portal opened up they got shut out and, and we got them so help helps us, but I know good and well, been around long enough that other NAIs throughout the country have had the same thing happen for them. So it's it's really improved our overall talent level in the NAI. You know, we've always had a bunch of D1 transfers, but now I you know I feel like we can get some really good JUCO kids that that are left out or high school kids high school kids are really hurting for a place to go it really is and and so being objective because we just don't want to hate on all that all the time but it does it seems there there is a silver lining where some kids get opportunities that they wouldn't get otherwise absolutely i mean kids just want to play they they really do and and you know a good nai is just like a good d2 they're excellent places to play uh the level of competition's good, and our league's tough. And if they can come in and get a lot of minutes, um, you know, it's better for them overall. And I get, I'm guessing, Coach, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm guessing one of the guys you're talking about is Dylan Brumfield, who came out of Pearl River Community College. Who I was, with all due respect, I was stunned that, that some of the even mid uh, division ones didn't jump on him because following Pearl River, I thought he was one of the best players to come through there in a long time. You yeah. guys got him. Of course, his dad is a is a William Carey uh, legacy there. Played played for you. Played right? for me. Laurent was my assistant coach for ten years, and you know when Dylan went down there, I, I told him, I said, "Look, I know why you're going down there. I know you're trying to get a you know go D one, but my door's always open. He's got a spot here, and that's the way it worked out. And Dylan's a nice player. He's got certain things that he needs to improve on but you know he's averaging 19 points a game right now he's a leading scorer he's a leading rebounder he's a leading assist guy hmm. uh has great basketball mind you know his daddy bob is head coach at oak grove now i see and, and, uh, and he played for you he played for me yeah so what's that like to have a, a player whose daddy played for you oh uh, <laughs> this gray hair I've got up here is a, is a reason for it. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and I, I got I got to tell you too, his dad as a Pearl River fan, he wears those referees out. He sure does. I mean, he's really? a coach himself, and yeah, he wears he wears those. He gets it out. out of his system. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But you know, we got we got him. We got a kid from Colin, Caden Laws, who's in the same situation. Um, you know, six five kid, very versatile, play inside and out, and. And then we got Ashton Campbell from uh, Jones, three years at Jones. One of them was a COVID year. Well, he's a Forest County AHS guy. Uh, I remember he first caught my eye or picked up the uh, phone one day, and I looked, and Ashton Campbell had 50 points against Purvis. 
I said, well, who is this guy? You know, and he's a pretty talented offensive guy. Uh, so, you know, Earl Smith is a second-team all-conference player for us, returning starter, who's a two-guard. So, LaRon, I mean, Dylan is a point guard, and Ashton is a combo guard. Uh, and Earl's out of the Metro Jackson area. Jackson Lanier. Great background, great kid. Uh, you know, he, he's his parents died when he was still younger, and grandparents raised him, and uh, he's been through a lot. And you can't, you can't knock the smile off his face. He is a happy guy and plays hard. Um, just glad to have him in our program for sure. Coach, you better be glad Will Hall is has a short wink because John Rawls is 6'8", 312 pounds, or else we might have a little – I, have I don't... Told, We call him Bill. I don't know where he got that nickname from. He's a Marion County guy, went to East Marion, and never played football. I just pick on him. I said, At East Marion in Marion I, County. I said, Bill. You know, mama, mama didn't want to play football. But I said, Bill, you are playing the wrong sport, guy. He has got great hands and feet. I said, you could be, you lose a little weight, you could be a tight end. I said, you put on some weight, you can be an def- uh, offensive tackle, offensive guard. I mean, he could do it. Our guys stay away from him in practice, I promise you. 312 they pounds. They have learned when he catches it and he pivots and he hits them with that elbow. Will we see him tonight? One. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been out. He missed two weeks of preseason with a calf strain. <laughs> and I, I said, there's a reason for that, Bill. <laughs> you know, lose a, bit, lose a little bit of that weight. But uh, he, he's a great kid. He's already graduated, uh, business major, wow. and wow. he's in the master's program now. So, How long have you been doing this? It's just 42. But, you know, I still, I still hear the excitement and the love in your voice. You still love what you're doing, don't you? Absolutely. These guys, they keep me young. They keep me young, and I, I get out, get to get out there every day. And, you know, I've got grandkids now, so it helps me to keep up with the terminology of how kids talk these days. And I'm not just lost as a goose. When, <laughs> but, when but, last, but last year, Coach, was not, was not a great year for you guys, and, and uncharacteristic. What, what, did you, what did you learn about last year? Was there anything you can put your finger on as to why it was so uncharacteristically not a William Carey type of year? Yeah, I say this about last year a lot. Those were great kids. And I had told PJ and Coach Burt, Eric Burt, in the recruiting process, I said, look, I'm getting a little bit older. I don't want any kids that I have to fight with. You know, I want good kids. And we had excellent kids last year, but our talent level wasn't where it needed to be. And we had a lot of injuries as well. And we had to play a type game where we, we had to keep it in half court a lot and, and shorten time. And, you know, you get into some 50s and 60-point games and, you know, one or two points, and we just couldn't make that clutch basket when we needed it. But we're sitting here um, this year. I said, okay, the the deal is I want great kids, but I want some guys <laughs> that can really play. Yeah. And, and uh, they've done it. I mean, I, I've been out there. I haven't had one time in six weeks of practice or play where I've had to get on somebody for being late, uh, saying something they shouldn't be saying, not working. 
So I'm happy. I'm happy. All of Kelly's traits. You haven't Absolutely. seen one of them on your basketball team. <laughs> not, not yet now. We, they may get exposed tonight. But <laughs> Coach, uh, th- 30 seconds left. What, what does this mean, you know, for the community, for, for you guys, not just the men, but the women have already played today? Yeah. You know, it's great if you're if you love basketball, you get to see both both schools within the, in the city play one another, and then that may help them decide, hey, I'm going to go to some more games at USM, or I'm going to go down and watch Kerry. You pick up your phone, you look at it, play the home game, boom, let's go watch them play. And uh, you know, our gym's not, of course, not this big or anything, but I tell you what, when you get a crowd in there, it, it, it's pretty intimidating and loud, and it's great home court. Uh, advantage so it's, it's really for the city to learn more about basketball and to get behind both programs always great to have on our yep. show coach you have great. a standing invitation okay. you're always appreciate welcome. you guys head or, coach steve knight or as he gets older a sitting invitation a sitting. Yeah. <laughs> head basketball coach at william carey university all right we'll get his opposing coach on the show next right after this Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. CM two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Coach Steve Knight uh, for joining us. We didn't point out, Kelly, but the winningest basketball coach in the history of Mississippi. And was he not, because he went to Southern Miss. I, I, if, yeah. Was he not the last pitcher, baseball pitcher? Throw a to, no-hitter. To throw a no-hitter. He was a basketball and baseball player at Southern Miss. Yeah. Speaking of a former Southern Miss basketball star, one has just walked in the building. Coach Jay Ladder. <laughs> Jay Ladder's looking around like, we're... Coach Jay Where's Ladder. Ken, is that Kenny us. Seiler behind you? <laughs> oh, Casey Fisher was behind Casey me. Fisher. <laughs> Coach, we know so many thanks to you. You're in the middle of practice. Oh, that's okay. You Y'all to good us. to me. We appreciate it very much. Just talk to Coach Knight. He, he says, was up here. We blindfolded him. We made him face yeah, the wall. Okay. He was talking about the loaded, talented team, he thinks. But, man, you got some talent down there on the floor, don't you? Well, um, you know, we've got a good group. And I, I tell you what, yes, uh, we, we, we have some talented players. But, they're Bob, they're good people. And they're fun to work with every day. And it makes my job so much more enjoyable when you have young men that are fun to just be around as people. And um, that's where it starts with us. But got a good group. Um, long way to go in terms of getting ready, of course, for league play. And uh, but it starts tonight. It's it's for real. And I know William Carey's got a a much better uh, improved team from last year. I know their their roster is a lot stronger. You know, Steve does a great job. Old Southern Miss guy himself. Yeah. Uh, a lot of roots here in Hattiesburg. So. He'll have his guys ready. You know, they've beaten us twice in the last nine years. So this is not something that's been uh, impossible. So do you take it seriously? Absolutely. We take every game seriously. You can't – you know, just look. uh, Pace University beat St. John's last night, um, exhibition game. Um, Kentucky Wesleyan beat Louisville last week. So it's not – and they've beaten us twice, And like I said, in the last nine years. So He's got a 300-pound center. (laughs) 
Well, 6-8-3-12. We told him we were, we were thankful Coach Hall wasn't here I was going to say, we may have him on the offense or defensive line. Uh, but, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, co- Coach has got – but they've got good guards. They've gone – he's lots, He's actually smaller in his starting lineup because he's put more skilled people in there. So, anyway, we'll have our hands full. It's a good thing for the community, right? I think it is. It uh you know, it's it just kind of a, a, a more local version of us in Mississippi State, like we talked about last week, Bob. And you know, sometimes you got to do what's best for the mm. for the for the state and for the city. And 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 yeah, we we play in different divisions. And uh, William Carey has had a great basketball tradition over the years. And like I said, they're capable of beating us. They're capable of beating us tonight. Uh, they've beaten us in the past. And um, you know, back in the '70s and '80s, I always wondered. Kind of how we didn't ever play them, you know. It didn't kind of. I don't think it really started until Coach Stacy got here. But uh, they're they're great partners with us. They have a practice facility that we don't have, and they allow us to come over there um, all the time and use their practice facility. Of course, Coach Knight has so much to do with that. And uh, you know, Coach Knight was a great basketball and baseball player here. We talked about. It. I yeah. think he was the last guy uh, to throw a no hitter. Is that right? I wow. think so. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know that he did, and I know he was a great player. And, and we have kind of a. Um, a, a strong, strong family tie. Uh, his, my dad, who's 87 years old, played basketball for Coach Jug Knight, Coach Steve's dad at Louisiana College. Really? Yeah, in the 19 in, in, in Pineville. In Pineville, Louisiana, sure did. That's where my my dad uh, played football and basketball at Pearl River. Graduated in '57, I guess. And uh, then left, went from there to to Pineville to play for oh, Coach oh Coach God. Knight, and uh, sure did. So we've known him. And then Miss Ann Knight, Coach Knight's mother, was the longtime administrative assistant in the old Department of Athletic Administration and coaches here. The pro the, the coaching, the program that trained coaches along with our teachers to go out into the the high schools and 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 coach you know on a professional level. And so she was all she was the administrative assistant as my dad was teaching in that program, and of course played against all the Knight boys Larry and I are close you know who's just incre- did an incredible job coaching high school baseball won more state championships than anybody I've ever known um, so anyway there's just a lot of ties here and uh, I think the world of, 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 of William Carey I think it's great for the town community South Mississippi the state for us to be playing so what are you looking for tonight out of you guys obviously a win and obviously you know discipline but but what taking the next step because it is for real tonight yes uh it is it counts and uh we want to just make sure you know it's it's really not luke of course you're a former athlete it's not about who you play and if we could ever get our, our young people and and of course the the landscape of athletics is littered with these types of, I've, I've cited two just that's just happened in the last few days that if we would just break it down to try to be better than we were yesterday, let's correct a few mistakes from yesterday individually and as a team. We, of course, you know, Mississippi State and us played last Sunday our last competitive game against someone other than ourselves. And and it, granted, it was a hard-fought game. It was a close game. It was a game we could have won, maybe should have won. But there were a lot of things to improve on. So I want to see some growth in those areas, you know. And um, one thing about Kerry, they do a lot of different things. They'll play about half man-to-man, half zone, whereas Mississippi State was all man-to-man, you know. So we're going to get some zone work tonight that we really haven't had yet. And uh, But, again, individually and as a team, we've, uh, Waco's healthy now. You know, he, he wasn't – he was very uh, limited against Mississippi State, so he's healthy. Um, still haven't got word on Cabello from the NCAA. That should – Hopefully. What is that going to happen? <laughs> she, she, 
I don't know. It's, it's you know they're so unpredictable. But uh, I have a feeling you'd like to be more colorful in your answer. I, I, I would. <laughs> I, I just can't say. It's just it's amazing, mind-boggling. But uh, but but to that to particularly out of the point tonight. What do you look? Because with with Nefta, I mean that's yeah. that's the thing. Guys got to step up. You know, um, of course, you won't have Neff or Corbello tonight. But you know, Mo, Mo Arnold, just such an old hand out there. Mo, Mo's no, I have so much confidence in him, and he knows what to do. He's a different kind of player. He's not, he's not going to score a ton of points, but he's great at, uh, uh, he's great at being a four general, and he brings so much to the four force defensively and offensively. And I'll tell you this, I'm not sure who'll play that. Well, Brumfield will play the point for for William Carey, and I know this, Mo's gonna get after him, you know. And it, it wouldn't matter who's his opponent; he just he's gonna tear into him, and and I love that, and it kind of sets really the does. tone of our defense. He's a bulldog, and uh, and but he's improved his offensive game. Now he didn't he didn't really show it against Mississippi State, but he he he's a lot better. He's he got those flo- those floaters are cool, he, he, man. When he does that, he's so good inside the lane because he's you know he's ambidextrous in there. You know he shoots right, shoots left, and. Uh, but but he's improved his outside shooting game. That that'll come to I think come to light here in the next few Man, weeks. Man, I would I've always said I'd give my my right arm to be ambidextrous. I really would. <laughs> or amphibious. No. You can go both ways, right? <laughs> Whatever it is. Coach Kyle Rohn was our assistant when we was when we were at, y'all know Kyle and we were at Southeastern Louisiana. We didn't necessarily have the brightest guys down there. Were great guys, and Coach Rome would we would be going over the scout report, and he he would say, "Yeah, I mean, you know, this guy's amphibious. You know, he can go right or he can go left." And our guys, they would never. I would look, and I'd have to turn away because it would be so. Fun. That type of humor was so funny to me, and I none of them would ever even check up. They didn't, they, know. They didn't know. They didn't know, and that which has made it even funnier, you know. So that's great. Anyway. That's just great. I've told you this, but the Mississippi State game, exhibition game, I get it. I go back to the Louisiana game, but not just those two games. I just sense this juice is back in the basketball arena, Coach. And I, I haven't, I haven't felt it since our beloved MK Turker. Yeah. I believe you have brought it back. <laughs> well, I, I'm never gonna. We're gonna play last night like we. I mean, every day and every night like we lost last night. So I'm never gonna be say. I'm never gonna come on here and say, "Well, we got it back." But I tell you what, it does feel good, and there is a lot of positive momentum around the program and excitement and you can feel it now when yeah. you walk in Reed green that something's about to happen yeah. you know and and that's exciting and, and uh so I, I appreciate bob you saying that of course i have great respect for you and and and, and you would know you know and um but I, I i think a lot of people our season ticket sales are the highest they've been in a long long yeah. time attendance is way up and uh but again i hope we just got to keep it going you know southern miss fans are fickle now that you know they you lose one or two games they'll they'll Brother. they'll leave on you no and, way yeah no Hey, way. look, I know. I'm one of them. I grew up one of them. So, but the other way, they'll also come support you when you win it. They'll talk bad about you. They, uh, <laughs> no, I, don't, I can't believe anybody was talking bad about me. I wouldn't believe it. About a minute left. Okay. Cardona's got hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's up with that? Well, he's changing his style. Oh, he's changing he? his style now. He's got a full head of hair. Last year he had no hair. You know, he, he kept his head shaved. That's his style for this year. He's but he's hit. not sweating. I mean, right he now. Will be sweating sweating here ju- he'll be sweating here in just a little bit. How, how yeah. soon before we sign his son? I'm, I'm ready to get him committed right now. He's the best third grader in the country, and I'm not just saying that. He's rated as the best. Uh, that kid, yeah, little Juan crazy. Jr. can play. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, 
you know, to come up here in the middle of your practice and talk to us, we're very grateful for all well, thank your Thank y'all. I, as I've told y'all before, y'all y'all stood with us when none did. And um, whatever y'all ever need from me, y'all well, y'all have Well, to tell you, last that. year, Joey Lee sprinted up the steps to get to us Ooh. on one remote. Look, and, it uh, took me just a second ago to get my breath from walking up here. <laughs> it's pretty tough. It I rough. came up here. It's uh, brutal. It was like somebody was torturing me for a couple <laughs> I, I had to pack a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Paul. Kelly, I'd be right there with you, brother. Kelly makes three stops. So that's right hey best of luck to you tonight. Hey, thank y'all for Rest having of me the on season uh, it's fun and uh we're, we're excited Coach. thank y'all so much bob appreciate uh, y'all having okay. me luke Kelly. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back in Reed Green Coliseum for the final segment of a special two-hour Eagle Hour today as we are celebrating the opening season, our opening day of uh, official open day of Southern Miss basketball. Ladies already earlier today defeated William Carey 88-46. to And... Uh, you didn't get to listen to Morgan Seeper, right, earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, an interview at the first uh, part of this uh, this show, uh, this hour. It was it was good, Kelly. Yeah, she's impressive. Very uh, adult, but usually, you know, you mentioned that third of three kids, and yeah. her sisters have all played major college basketball. She's she's polished. Yeah, for a, a and you, you got to keep in age. mind too, guys. You're you're a kid. You just finished high school, and then you move three or four states over from your parents, where you've lived your whole life. And you're over here on your own. It takes courage to do stuff like that. that yeah. That's a kid that's, uh, I think, well-suited for it, and I, I think she's a, a really budding star. She scored nine today. Uh, Malia Grayson with 12. Dom Davis with 23. Men take on William Carey tonight at 7 p.m. Special show today. We had Will Hall on for two segments. Uh, Coach Will Hall had Lee Roberts. Coach Jay Ladner joining us in the last uh, segment. And uh, if you missed that, you can go back and listen to Eagle Hour on demand or in podcast form. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in and Audible. And uh, you can also ask Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. All right. Recapping over the weekend. Uh, in Sunbelt play, Troy defeats South Alabama, of course, on Thursday, 28-10. James Madison throttles Georgia State in Atlanta, 42-14. Coastal hangs on and defeats Old Dominion, 28-24. Texas State, we'll call it semi-upset. Georgia, oh, man. Georgia Southern. I think it was, yeah. particularly how badly they beat them. 45-24. App State blows out Marshall and Boone, 31-9. Um, and then, of course, uh, Golden Eagles defeat mm-hmm. Uh, Monroe 24-7. The surprise of the week, Jonesboro, though. Arkansas State beat Louisiana 37-17. They're pretty good. Arkansas State's pretty good. 
I would not have said that until this weekend. Yeah. I mean, that that was an impressive Let's win. update those uh, pick standings. Uh, and so why uh, would you want to do that, Bob, on a Monday? <laughs> so both Kelly and Bob went 7-3 and three over the last week. We should mention that the the Chiefs beat the Dolphins. Which did, did anybody take Kansas we City? We all picked the Dolphins. We all picked the Dolphins. Boy, the, the Kansas yeah. City would have been the easy one to take, Bob, for you to extend your yeah. lead. Yeah. Of course, the Saints won. All right. The Bengals... I picked the Bills. I can't and, I and you guys. I, you picked the Bengals. I do. Yeah, both you guys. Too. So, updated standings. Friendship. Bob yeah. now has extended his lead to three games. <laughs> so that but Kelly, laugh, that evil laugh Kelly with the two-game switch, I'm in third place now. Kelly's wow. a game in front of me. Wow. Now, Is I would, this just I would, regular season? Do we stop at the regular you, season? You guys. Bob's just wanting to know that he can quit while he's ahead. That's you guys. Jumped on the Southern Miss bandwagon last week, pick wise. And yeah, and, so, and while Will's not here, you throw me and Bob under, under the bus. Under the bus to the well, football coach. Well, I Will. did throw. Look, he listens every episode. It doesn't matter. I did. It's for our listeners out there. <laughs> right before the we bus. went on, Bob. Bob was before we went on. I updated the standings, and Bob was gloating about how great he was in Pickamania in front of Will Hall. And so I just said, simply, Coach. I, I said, Hey, Coach. I said. You're talking right now to the only person on this broadcast that has picked Southern Miss every single mm-hmm. week. And look where you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only three games back. So this ends during the regular season. End of the regular season, competition is over. We'll go through championship week. We have to. Okay. But I, th- I think Will, though, and I hope Will understands. That, you know, he, sure he certainly understood my point of view about picking the Eagles to win I every mean, week. Immediately, he threw us under the bus, Kelly. Yeah, he didn't waste any time. <laughs> well, you you cannot avoid that and then brag the net second about how good your picks are. I mean, that's not that's not how it works. Well, but we also, you know, as far as as picking the results on Southern Miss games, Bob and I have a, have a higher Correct. accuracy percentage. You know? We would be remiss if we didn't thank these coaches. Now, you got a coach that's prepared for a Thursday night football game. Right. He comes to the Coliseum to talk to us. you got a coach that's in the middle of practice and leaves his practice to come up here. We're really grateful for that. And everybody, and I hope everybody understands who listens to this show that just because we pick against the Eagles doesn't mean we want them to lose, Luke, for heaven's sake. Right, it sure seemed like it all year long. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. oh, boy. It's Actions. Screw your pass up, Kelly. I got on good words. Words. <laughs> oh, the, the one that I didn't mention, the Cowboys were at the Eagles, and we all picked the Eagles. Yeah. But they, Cowboys, Cowboys almost came back and won that I, one. Yeah, I can't tell you how it hurts my heart to say this it really does but it seems like clearly the two best teams are philadelphia and kansas city are they bound for the super bowl that would be that would be a horrible super bowl wouldn't it uh i think the Bengals have a the Bengals look pretty good to me i mean they've beaten two really good yeah, teams but the row. problem is and we've talked about this at the beginning of the year they're in that same division with baltimore and pittsburgh that's coming up and you know baltimore. and nobody is talking about the jaguars I'm at the point you know? wondering if the Saints should just tank and maybe Todd Munkin can come be the head coach at Houdet. Hey, I, would, I wouldn't have any complaints Munkin about that at all. Munkin is bound to get a head man. coach. Man, the Ravens' offense. Oh, they looked fantastic. Over, yeah. I mean, just clobbering Seattle. Yeah. Golden Eagles wrapping up practice on the court. We're wrapping up Eagle Hour. It's going to be a good one tonight. Basketball season's here. 7 o'clock, tip off the Crusaders and the Golden Eagles. Until tomorrow, guys, Southern Miss. To the, to the top. top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future.
Mississippi Media Production.